Well, hello, everyone. Um, this is Eric, and this is another episode or podcast, I should say podcast, of the craziness that lives inside my head. I want to talk about um, something that I experienced a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I wrote about it. I mean, you heard me talk about this before. I think you read, I read, a, uh, I did a prose called um, Do Not Call Me an African American. And I'm only going to talk about this again only because of what I experienced about a couple of weeks ago with a, a client of mine. Um, she was, I hate to say, an elderly uh, white woman. She was in her 50s. And she was a school teacher. And she traveled, and we were talking about COVID-19 and, and uh, how she uh, she was on vacation when she caught it. Her and her family caught it. Um, there was flying, so there was they they got it. They uh, they said they caught it. Um, they most likely think they caught it when they had to change planes because um, where they had to change planes had a lot of people from China. So she caught it. In the early days, I think she caught it, she said she caught it like in January. Um, they were vacationing in Hawaii um, when, she, when her, her and her family got sick. So anyway, we were talking and we was having this um, conversation. And she was saying a lot of things about friends she has. She has a lot of international friends. And um, she, I think she mentioned the terminology. POC, for those who don't know, POC is people of color. And I think she even mentioned about she had a lot of people of color friends. Because we did talk, she was kind of hitting on, when we talked about the COVID-19 and all the, the violence and, and the, the, the uh, what was going on with uh, Black Lives Matter and, you know, all that came up. So she was just kind of say she was a teacher. She's a white elderly lady. She's a teacher and she has a lot of people of color friends. And I thought it was interesting. She went to Africa. She has African friends, friends from India, Indonesia, Chinese. I think one of her daughters uh, is going uh, taking a Chinese course. Um, and she have Japanese friends and just all these friends. And, and um, I had not once heard her mention anything about a black American friends. I mean, she had black friends. She even mentioned, "Oh, I got, I got play, I got, I got black friends, you know, in Africa. They're all in Africa. All her black friends, are, you know, they're, they're Africans." And I'm waiting to hear about all these people she was talking about, how they all dealing with COVID-19, and and I was just waiting for her to say something about having a black friend here in the United States and how those black friends are dealing with COVID, you know. And um, she didn't mention anything about having a black friend. I mean, she may, but the fact that she didn't. Um, when she made that statement that she had black friends, you know, because she goes to Africa, she has all these black friends in Africa, and I just found it very interesting. And I do have um, some white friends who, I can't mention names, who have a lot of black friends in Africa, because they live in Africa, so they have all their black friends they have, they that I've seen they've had are Africans who came over here um, you know, to live over here became Americans after they came over here. Um, the other thing is, 
I have clients. I should, you know, I don't want, like I said, I can't mention names. Clients who are, I think what you call it, missionaries in Africa. And they got black friends in Africa that came over here. So those are their friends. And I'm like, I'm saying to myself, well, okay. So you got black friends, but all your black friends are Africans, you know. Um, what about black American friends? But now, but, but, but technically, they are black Americans because they became Americanized. They got their citizenship and everything over here in the United States. So technically speaking, they are black Americans. They are, you know, the difference is they have a different background. They're from Africa. So I was thinking, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, are white people afraid of having black Americans friends? I mean, really black Americans. I mean, black Americans who has that American history of slavery and American history of um, fighting for civil rights and all like this. And again, you could say to me, well, you should have asked her if she had a black American friend. Well, I didn't ask her because she kept going on about her black African friends. So I didn't ask her that. I could have. I could have very well asked her, but I didn't ask her that. Um, I felt to me, if I got to bring that up, um, I don't know. I did think I kind of thought it was disrespectful to bring that up, and I didn't want to, you know, start an argument or start uh, how you say. People back off when you uh, get controversial, and I don't want to be. Con- I didn't want to be controversial. There was no need for it. She's a client, you know. She she does what she wants to do. She believes what she does. Whatever it is. But anyway, I've noticed that well, a couple of my white friends that I know I have who have black friends and they would you know i think it's kind of i can't explain it white bourgeoisie i think back in the 60s the white bourgeoisie i think it was very bourgeois to say oh i have a black friend you know and 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 that's the feeling i'm getting you know it's like oh i got i got black friends i don't know i don't know but black black lives matter i understand it but i got a lot of black friends okay fine your black friends are africans from africa and their experience is quite different than the black American friends who don't have another country to go to. And that's the other thing that, that I want to like to talk about. You know, I mean, I remember back in the 60s when you had um, Jamaicans and Bob, um, Barbados and all those. I mean, there was a lot of um, friction and racism within the black community. And I know a lot of Jamaicans, and this is I'm talking about the '60s now. I don't, don't 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 go crazy. I'm talking about what I experienced in the '60s and the '70s. A lot of Jamaicans, even Cubans, Black Cubans, they looked down on Black Americans because they got a country. I'm Jamaican. Oh, I remember this one guy. I I, I tell the story. This one guy got mad at me because I called him Black. I'm not Black. The guy is black is cold. He goes, I'm not black. I'm Cuban. Well, you're still black. I mean, a lot of blacks from the islands, Cuba, Jamaican, did not want to be associated with black Americans. They got a country. I've had uh, Jamaicans and, and um, Virgin Islands people. Yeah, I got, I got a country, you know, like because black Americans don't have a country. People don't think about that. I don't know what's going on now. This is what, 2000, this is 2020. I have no idea what's going on in 2020. Um, I know what I experienced back in the 60s and the 70s. And what I experienced within the so-called black community with the different 
um, nationality of blacks, um, a lot of them did think that they were better than black Americans because they had a country. They had a country to go to. Haitians, Haiti, they had a country to go to. Jamaica had a country to go to. Even even the black Puerto Ricans, had, they didn't have a country, but they had an island. Black Americans had nobody. So they were looked down on. Again, as like I said, this is 2020. That may have all changed. I'm talking about what I experienced back in the 60s and 70s. I'm an old guy, people. I'm damn near 70. I'm old. This is what I experienced in the 60s and the 70s. I experienced a lot since then, but had the dynamics of, of what was going on, what is going on in the black community, I have to admit, I have not experienced too much with the black community because my life has been, since I've been clean and dry, has spiraled more around um, the white community and I should say the international community. I'm not going to say just white community. I mean, since I became um, clean and dry, I've, I've had experience with a lot of people from different places and, and, and different lands and and not when I was in the 60s and 70s when your world is just what's in your neighborhood and you only deal with because you know if it's in your neighborhood you're not gonna have a lot of white people living in your neighborhood so most of the people in your neighborhood is going to be black they're going to be Jamaican Asian, whatever, they're going to be black because that's where all, they put us all in. One big pot. One big melting, melting pot. I remember when I was in Brazil and I was with my Brazilian friend. That's another one. My Brazilian friend, I called him black and he got very highly uh, upset with me. I'm not black. I'm Brazilian. Okay, when I went to Brazil and I met his, his mother, okay, let's, I'll be honest. His mother was white and his father was black. But see, as an American, as in a black American in this country, if you got this much black in you, you're black. But he was saying, he got highly upset. I'm not black. He claimed when he first came to this country, he, he lived in North Carolina and they kept calling him black. And I told him that. Of course they're going to call you black. They don't care if you're Brazilian. They look at you and they know, that they know you're mixed. If you got this much black in you, they're going to call you black. He didn't like that. But anyway, what I want to just, just, what I noticed two weeks ago, what I experienced, my experience, is she wasn't the only one, my client, who's saying that she had black friends. And, and she was going through the black friends she had and what was going on with them in COVID. But they, always, they were all Africans. Okay? I have other friends, white friends, like that. They got black friends. Now, I'm not saying they may have black American friends, but I know the friends that I've seen them with and they talk about are all from Africa. That's fine. But to put us all in one melting pot, to say that, well, my my black friends is this, my black friends is that, and I don't understand what's all this about black lives matters, all lives matters. That's, in my opinion, that's kind of disrespectful of what, black Americans went through. Now, now my had a cousin, she put on she put on her Facebook page, which explained it perfectly and I and I put it I shared it on my page so my white friends can see this. She said, We know all lives matter. Black lives matter means when a black person kill another black person, 
they go to court they go to court most likely that black person is going to be put in jail for life but when a white person kills a black person it's not the same he either get off on a technicality or he'll spend maybe a couple of years that's what she said on her page. Now, how true that is, I don't know. I'm just saying that's what she said on her page. And that's what, in her opinion, that's what Black Lives Matters means. It means we want the same treatment that you give the so-called white privileged people in this country. So with that note, I'm going to read you what I wrote. Again, like I said, I had a podcast about this before, but I wrote another thing on the subject. And I sent it to um, the New York Times and I sent it to certain newspapers. If they're going to print it or not, I doubt it. Okay, here we go. I am not a black African. I am a black American and let's not get it twisted. I am not a POC, people of color. I am a black American. Let's not get that twisted. My ancestors are unique. They are not to be disrespected and put in a melting pot of one of many, then get lost in the translation. Their struggle hasn't ended. In fact, their struggle has just begun. Black Lives Matter is a symptom of their struggle to be equal and free. Affirming affirmation of all lives matter is a confirmation that black lives are to be sacrificed for the status quo to keep the status quo kneeling in the American flag during the Star Spangled Banner in my opinion is like kneeling to massa with a whip and submission I am a black American I stand on my own two feet I think for myself, I do not need the Democrats or the Republicans to think for me. If all men were created equal and if equality was a reality, then there would be no need for government interventions. I exist because of the struggles of my ancestors. I am a mixture of European, Asian, African, and Native American. I am a black American. My past is unique. My present is unique. My future is unique. I am not a POC. I am a black American in hopes to be one day just an American with all its benefits. One day when American means if you're an American You get treated the same way as every other American. Then there would be no need to be a black American, Asian American, Italian American. American is an American. Okay. I think I've said enough. Well, thank you for listening to my rant. This is Eric. And that was the craziness that lives inside my head. 